I want to welcome on my next guest. We have Greg Rosenthal from the Around the NFL podcast, NFL Network, NFL.com. You see him everywhere. Greg, is everything going? What is going on? Uh, not much. I, I don't know how this season's going to function with no Devin Funches because I haven't had a season like that in a very long time, and I can't wait till he gets back. Wow, you're just Zach starting off with a big Devin Funches joke just yeah. out of nowhere. Yeah. Is that like what the show's all about? Just a bunch of Devin Funches jokes. I, I did. I used to. I used to say I was rolling with the Funches, like, but like, I, I thought he was going to have a big year right after um, mm. Carolina traded Kelvin Benjamin, and then he just didn't, and then he went to Indy, and then the guy got hurt, and then he was in Green Bay, and now we have a pandemic, and now he's not playing. So it's it's interesting, but. I'm excited for the NFL season. Are you cautiously optimistic because it's weird, it's weird this year? Yeah, I think that's a good way to put it. Um, I'm looking forward to storylines that aren't um, the pandemic, and I, I don't think we're there yet. And I don't think we're really going to get there totally, you know, all season, but it will be a, a different change of pace when the teams get back on the field. And I also think it'll be more telling from – a is this really going to work perspective uh, once they start playing football because you know there's so much being put into keeping the players safe and six feet apart and everything it's like well then they have to go play football for three hours on sunday and and practice and i think that's kind of the the test um obviously if everyone is is um, safe and healthy, then then they can't transmit it. But I think it's unrealistic to, to expect that to happen perfectly. Yeah, I think all these, you know, all these facilities, all the measures they're taking with the spritzing and the this and that and the spacing out everything. I'm not concerned about the safeties are going to take every precaution. I think it's what happens when the players go home and are around people that you don't know where they've been and that they can't account for. Well, right, and just whether the country is going to be in better shape. I, that's what I've been saying since May or June and the NFL, I, you know, and the players association kind of solved a lot of their issues pretty, pretty well, pretty amicably that, okay, they've solved their issues. I think they're going to try to do it as safe as they can. The bubble was never going to happen, but if the country remains a mess, like at a similar level to what it is now, like there's no avoiding it. It's like people getting mad at the baseball players in the bubble for going out and then catching it, which I get. Okay. But it's like maybe save a little bit of that anger for that. It's that easy to go catch it that you go out once because that, you know, until, until we're at a point that that's not the case, it's just unrealistic when there's how many players in the league. Once we get it, you know, cut the rosters down, it's 2,300 right now. And then once the rosters are cut down, I think, you know, it's over 1,500 and the practice squads are bigger. So it, it, you know, until the country gets it settled or not settled, but just like in a better position, it's hard to expect any business to really operate the same way. Until you're not seeing any more of these people fighting Walmart employees about not going in with that masks, it's not going to, that, that's, that's step one. That's, I don't know. Right. Gotta, that, that's step one. Like, we, so that's how you know the country's kind of really taking it seriously. Watch out for people at Walmart. No, but speaking, you said there was no chance of doing a bubble. I get that, like, structurally with all the players, it's not feasible. Would 32 individual bubbles, like base camps, you think that could work? Well, the Saints are doing something similar right now. You know, they're in a hotel. In New Orleans, I, you know, I, I think it could work, but I'm not, you know, I'm not an a, a expert. It, there are risks, I think, associated with that. I think one of the things with the NFL, it, how it's different than the NBA and the NHL, it, 
you know, number one, tra- they don't have to travel as much. There's only eight no. trips all year. Number two, those two leagues were coming together um, for the playoffs. Yeah. You know, they weren't asking the NBA players to do it for six months. Now they might ask the NBA players to do it again. Yeah. I'm very curious yeah. how that's going to work, whether they'll break it up. Um, because I think you see with the NBA right now, it's great. You know, I don't think you miss the fans. The product's great. And I think they're going to get through it, and and it's fun. I don't think that was ever realistic because the NFL wants to have a full season. I also think the NFL was making decisions at a time when they were um, overly optimistic about what the world would look like in April, in in August, which really wasn't that overly optimistic if you think about it because basically every other um, wealthy country in the world yeah. has it in a shape that, that was where the NFL owners probably expected it. Like we are, we are kind of on our own here and struggling with it this much, at least in terms of, um, you know, the, the type of countries that have this, uh, level of resources. Yeah. Yeah, now because you see countries around the world, I know you see the Premier League going off without a hitch to get stuff. New Zealand going. I mean, on. Germany. Yeah, I I think about like Japan and Germany, which yeah. you know they're running their sports league. It is a major story. It is an emergency when suddenly they had a couple hundred cases in yeah. a day. Yeah. It's like that's happening in Florida by you know by the hour eight in the morning. Yeah. Right. I mean, yeah. more than that. I mean, it's yeah, it's every second, and yeah. so. Yeah. So we're just in a different place. <laughs> Do you think some players might be hesitant to play certain away games if they're going into a hot spot? No, I don't think a player, if they get to that point of the season that they're traveling and they've gone through everything, is going to be worried about that as much. Because I think they're going to have, you know, they're going to go in for a day. Maybe they'll stay at a hotel one night. Um, and I, you know, I don't think that's like the number one reason why they would be uh, scared. I think, I think it, you know, it's living in the community. It's playing football, you know, wherever it is. I think yeah. that's probably the player's number one concern. Do you think there's any chance they push back the season just to get more kind of paperwork done? I have no, no, no greater insight than you. So yeah. I get the answer would be yes. I think yeah. that's possible yeah, because pro- everything's possible. Yeah. I mean, they didn't. They weren't expecting to postpone the the hall of fame game that would that would have been today the day we tape it thursday yeah um they wanted to do the preseason you know they cut it down to two and then they negotiated one and and that's gone and so i think it's possible and you know it's been reported in many places you know how they've built kind of an extra three weeks of flexibility into the season i do know teams are preparing or the league is preparing for every possibility yeah. and certainly that's one but i i don't think there's any um, major concern right a, as we speak that that's going to happen yeah because i think i think you know cases are going to come up but i think that they're hoping that it comes up early that they can get a handle on it and figure out how to do it because this is unprecedented territory they've never had to deal with anything like this before <laughs> of course no one yeah. no one that's alive has and yeah. um that's why i you know even though i work for the league so it feels like you know it's it's like I don't want to be seen as like a company guy, of but course. I really felt this about baseball too, yeah. that, okay, I get the criticism directed at the, at the sports league, yeah. but to me, it's just, <laughs> it's such a small part of the greater societal problem. If you really want to get a, you know, angry at something, that's, yeah. that's to me it. And, um, I don't think the teams know until they get on the field. I think yeah. what we've seen so far is over a hundred players have gone onto the COVID-19 list. Yeah. Not all of them have tested positive. Yeah. Some have just come in contact with, with someone that has, but the majority of those 
um, were, were positive tests. 50 of the 100 have already come off the list. Okay. Many, you know, including all the ones I think that, you know, were um, near someone that uh, had tested positive. And it's still happening, though, on a daily basis. I yeah. think, you know, as we speak Tuesday, I think there was eight or nine players went on today and five or six were on the same team, the Dolphins. And oh, so, wow. you know, when you think about, okay, if that happens during the season, yeah. that that is going to be trickier. I think if that happens in from August 17th on when they're practicing in pads, that's going to be the real test. It's about a three-week period between that and when the season starts. And I think that's what the NFL is really going to be looking at as their test case. And if test positives go up a ton in that first week or two, then you have to start um, thinking about adjusting. Do you think it's possible if they say, okay, a 16-week season is not feasible plus playoffs, you think they would cut it down and just say like maybe the 12-week mark? Okay, one more <laughs> week and then we're going right to playoffs. I think they're going to try to avoid that yeah. as much as humanly possible yeah. because of the money involved. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it, you know, there, there certainly are scenarios they could be forced to do that. Now, if they yeah. get 12 weeks in, yeah. to me, they're going, they're going through. I can't imagine if yeah. something would happen after 12 weeks that that wouldn't have happened already but uh then again predicting this thing is safe yeah well once you go through like if, if you have to go through multiple quarterbacks whether for injury or covid josh johnson's always available because the washington did that a couple years ago he went through alex smith and colt mccoy in back-to-back weeks mark sanchez had a nice handoff to adrian peterson who took it to the house and then josh johnson won us a game that kind of hurt the draft spot i wasn't too happy about he was going to be in the yeah. the uh, xfl yeah he was go. in the yeah. was he in the xfl he was uh, i think he might have been Man, that felt feels like so long ago. The XFL, like, oh my, with the with the the cups, the cup snake within well, DC. Those players got signed. People I like uh, Philip Walker, the, yeah. the Panthers backup yeah, quarterback, definitely third string quarterback. Definitely, I, I saw. I was at Colts camp a couple of years ago, and it and Philip Walker. I just remember him from that day because it was the worst offensive practice I've I've ever seen. And I talked <laughs> to Colts reporters there, and they said it was like that every day. And we we did the count. They were. They were under 40% completion on a non-padded practice, which is just like unforeseen. And it wasn't because the quarterbacks were terrible, which they are, but I mean, yeah. they're still professionals. If they, It's more that like the defense was so much better than the offense. This was the Andrew Luckless. Wow. Before they traded for Jacoby Brissett, but yeah. Who was the, who, who was the so, backup? Tolzien was there, Philip oh, Walker. But wow. Who was the... I'm forgetting who the starter was, so I, I apologize. Hasselbeck? Hasselbeck? I'm going to look it up. No. No, not Hasselbeck. Uh, I have no idea. That's why. That's interesting. He started week one. Um, just go on, and I'll tell all you right, all right. one, one yeah. second. Yeah. No, yeah. No. It just... was Tolzien was the starter. Oh, okay. That's interesting. But I, I'm forgetting, yeah, and Walker was the third string. I forget who was second. That's interesting. I feel like it's the kind of like statistic, the completion percentage you don't want made public. In a, in a, in a non-pettish No, practice. it was tough. I was doing a feature on Frank Gore. Um, oh, wow. He, he knew he was throwing a season yeah. away there. <laughs> yeah, that's incredible. And speaking football-wise, you've got everything else on the side. Who, which teams are you excited to see this year that maybe people aren't talking about? You know, it's funny just because the Panthers are on my mind because we just mentioned them. I really am. They're one of the sneaky – If I, I'm, I should do this as an article maybe, like kind of bad teams that I'm yeah. excited to watch. I'm not expect they're not going to be good. Their defense is going to be terrible. But I'm intrigued what Matt Rule and Joe Brady, their offensive coordinator, are going to do. I've always thought Teddy Bridgewater could, 
could work in the right system. And I think this will be it. Um, and I think their receivers yeah. are pretty great, are pretty fun. Curtis Samuel um, is a fun, like, kind of number three, which is what he is now. He can make a lot of plays after the catch. Robbie Anderson played great for the yeah. Jets down the stretch last year. DJ Moore is a le- legit thousand yard a year yeah. receiver. And then you have McCaffrey catching passes, and it's kind of like this spread offense. And their defense is going to be terrible. Maybe the worst defense in the NFL. So wow. I kind of think for fantasy, like Teddy's going to be throwing the ball yeah. 50 times a game. And so I- I'm curious because Brady didn't get a lot of pop, I feel like, you know, for what he did at LSU. But, I mean, the results speak for themselves. And um, I'm kind of curious to see how that translates. Do you think they'd be the worst defense in football? Well, they, they'll have the youngest – it should be the yeah. youngest defense. Now they have Kwan Short and um, yeah, Shaq Derek Thompson, Brown, Derek Brown, and Derek Brown, who they drafted. But they, Burns. I think they're going to have about eight new starters. Um, oh. They weren't very good last year, and they lost most of their good players. You know, including Luke Kuechly and yeah. most of their secondary. The cornerback position is as bad as as anyone in the league. Um, so yeah, maybe Burns and short and Thompson. I mean, you got some players yeah. there, but you also have a first time coordinator on that side of the ball too. eight new starters. They drafted seven rookie. It just feels like they're a team that could have really used an off season in a real training camp. What do you think their ceiling is? Oh, like seven wins. Wow. I feel like any team could always win seven <laughs> games. Even Six Washington. Games. Oh, always. Really? I mean, Miami going into last year was as bad a roster as I've yeah. ever seen, and they yeah. won five games. I, it's it's one of the dumbest cliche, football cliches ever. Is like it's one of the hardest things to do in sports is you know win a game in the NFL. Yeah. Nope, it's actually exactly as easy as every other sport. Yeah. You one team wins every single game, yeah. and uh, there's really just not the players are so good that even the worst team, there's not as big of a gap between um, four and 12 and like 10 and six as people think. I mean, so you can be a pretty bad team and win 10 games and you can be a pretty good team and wind up only getting about four or five wins. Who's a team on the opposite spectrum that we're hyping up a lot, but you expect to be this year's Browns. Ooh, I mean, you're just making me pick out of the air are people hyping up the seahawks probably not at this point i mean um i you know what i i don't think the logical case for it is totally there um but i do worry about the 49ers really yeah i I think you look at the roster and there's continuity and that should help this year but just teams that improve that much from one year to the next historically especially on defense which tends to be um less consistent they just bounce you know they fall back a little bit that's just usually how it goes i I think the receiver position is is quite weak with debo samuel hurt you're just you're asking a lot out of kyle shanahan are you from uh where to go uh arizona state i'm from massachusetts oh who kyle are you or uh, brandon are you oh are you yeah i I personally wasn't like too huge on him. He was probably like my least favorite of the top guys. Oh. But then again, Kyle Shanahan loves him, and I'm not really going to doubt his uh, ability to draft yards after catch yeah. guys. Uh, but with the schedule and everything, I think they're kind of one team that, because of Garoppolo, who I'm not totally convinced in that I would throw in that mix. Jordan Reed over under 700 yards. Oh, way under. <laughs> I mean, on on with George Kittle on his team, and you're right. I maybe maybe he's their second receiver. I mean, that's. Yeah. Yeah, that's possible. Yeah, interesting, interesting. And who who's a rookie you think people aren't talking about enough of? Or mm. first round rookie? Is narrow it down? First round pick that people aren't really not talking about. 
I'm like scrolling through names with these open-ended questions. I always like, there's, there's too many. Um, I don't know. I need to look at the list. Yeah. Do you, what, what about the, the rookie quarterbacks? Who are you expecting to see? The, who, who do you think could surprise you people the most? Well, I don't think anyone but Burrow is going to play for a while. You know, I think Tua, if the Dolphins are as bad as they should be, will play. Uh, the second-year players, I think, could surprise, though. Like Daniel Jones, I think, could be better than people expect. I, yeah. I liked what I saw out of him. If, if the Broncos' offense wasn't changing, I, I like Drew Locke. Um, I like how he played at the end of the year. What about in D.C.? What, what are you expecting for Haskins? I like Scott Turner. In theory, I like some of the things Haskins does well, which is what like you used to look yeah. for out of quarterbacks, which is like he goes through his reads pretty well. He can anticipate a little bit. He's a, he's a true pocket passer. He's got some pretty nice touch. But the history of guys with numbers that bad as rookies – uh, and then you have to change your offense, and it's not a great group around him. You don't really have a left tackle. It's just yeah, it's a, Sadiq it's Charles. A lot. Sadiq Charles. That's yeah. a fourth. That's a fourth round. <laughs> you know, that's a fourth round pick there. Um, you're asking a lot. Uh, I have I have hopes for him, but um, it's asking a lot. What's their What's their ceiling? Everything goes right. Nine wins. Really. Uh, wow, I thought you were going to say like five. No, that's interesting. Do you think there's going to be a new quarterback in D.C. next I year? I mean, I would say that for almost – I just – I think people going into seasons are always way too confident yeah. that they have any idea of what's going to happen. It happens all the time that, you know, teams um, can win eight games that don't look very good. Here's Here's why with Washington, though. I don't think they're like the worst team coming into a season that I've seen. In fact, I don't think they're – that close to being the worst team this year. I think the Jets probably are worse. I think the Dolphins are worse, the roster, the Jaguars maybe. You're getting Scott Turner. You're getting a professional coach in Ron Rivera, and you have a great front seven on defense. I mean, a great. I mean, I'm not – it really could be a top six, seven front seven in the entire NFL, and that's only – if Chase Young is as good as he might be, maybe it's even better than that. So you have a bit of a foundation. And then you're hoping that the offense can just be passable. You know, you have some options to run the ball. You have Scary Terry. You know, it's a bad division, I think. I, I'm not really buying that the Eagles and Cowboys are, like, near the top of the NFC. The Giants are pretty bad. So uh, I, I think you could, you could, you know, get that first-year coach magic and win eight, nine games. I mean, that, that is a high – that would be yeah. a high ceiling, but that would be their ceiling. Yeah, I need Daryl Green to come back. Gibbs can kind of assist a little bit. Um, <laughs> the secondary is rough. The yeah, secondary yeah. is well, pretty, pretty rough. Are you a Redskins fan? You must be because no one asked. I used to be a Redskins fan. Now I'm a Washington football fan. Right, my so, bad. Yeah. yeah. So, no, I get used w- to that. W- what would be your pick for the new name, like if, if they said, hey, we want you to decide? Well, I have thought about that they might just stick with Washington football team if this scenario that I just laid out happens. If they if they made the playoffs with this team, don't you think they'll just keep it? And I, the uniforms look great. I think they're cool. I you know I don't like the idea of like touchdown football team, but I but um, otherwise I don't know. You could do worse. I thought that <laughs> Red Wolves was getting a lot of hype. Fine with that. Red Tails is getting a lot of hype. Fine with that. To my pick, which will never happen, is the Wolf Blitzers. 
Mm. So he could be the mascot. He could be in the jerseys. He I don't really be- see. Yeah, it's a, I think people, the only reason people were going to the Red Wolves was to keep the red. Yeah. So then you're kind of losing that with the Wolf Blitzer. But if you use him as the mascot, he does have the red beard. So that yeah, the Red Wolf Blitzers. I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's interesting. It's wild. So are, are, you, are you more nervous than excited about the season or are you kind of ready to see what they have? Because I feel like they've had all this time to prepare. They have contingencies if stuff doesn't go according to plan. No, I'm just waiting. I'm I'm a little anxious about it in general. Partly because, you know, then at the same time, this is all going to crank up. You know, I still am, you know, having to deal with two kids that aren't going to be going to school like a lot of working parents. And so suddenly, you know, I've been in the off season during all this and we're busy and we're doing three shows a week and this and that, but it's not the same as the season. Suddenly I'm going to have, you know, the kids in the house, they're not going to school. And, um, whether it goes well or not, it's going to be a lot. And it just feels like it's going to be a lot. So I'm anxious because I want to see it. You know, I yeah. want to see it starting. I want to see it happening. I want to start talking about football. You can have them be like your, your, your scouts. Just right. Like, yeah. Oh, they'll be watching. This will yeah. definitely be, this will be the first Sundays, you know, I've been at home since they've been born. And the wow. first Sundays I've been at home I don't know, yeah. like sixteen or seventeen years. Yeah. For like for like mathematics, you could say, all right, how many yards did um, <laughs> right. how many yards did Henry Ruggs have against? I mean, they, you know, to their credit, they couldn't watch any more football than they already do. Oh, really? That's yeah, awesome. They're, they're, That's they're awesome. They're pretty, they're pretty into it. That's awesome. Well, this has been a lot of fun. I really appreciate you taking the time to chat. <laughs> You're really busy, especially everybody running around league. Everybody, everybody sitting out. I never gave there. you that rookie though. You know, I just oh, yeah. couldn't think of one off the top of my head. Here's one. Let's see. I've talked to people who really do think Jeff Okuda is like the best cornerback. I'm sure people are talking about him, yeah. but it's not like he gets a lot of national love. Um, that he's as good a cornerback prospect and could come in the league as good as a cornerback, which is a tough position to transition as anyone since like Patrick Peterson. So he, really? he's someone I'm curious because I am – here's another team to answer your question on like the sneaky fun teams. I'm into the Lions this year. I kind of want to see what they do. I think they have a fun – group of offensive players that were playing really well in Darren Bevel's system last year. Stafford. Now you add DeAndre Swift to the mix. If Kerryon Johnson's healthy, he's a nice backup. I always loved Marvin Jones and Galladay and Amendola. Hawkinson is in the second year. So if the defense is just passable, yeah. give those Lions fans something to root for. And, and if Akuda is as good as some people have really told me he is, um, they could be kind of fun. They could be a playoff type of team. Do you think they'll make him the number one corner or keep it oh, yeah. fine for the time being? Um, I, they're a team that's probably not – they're going to play a lot of man and they're not going to travel anyways. They're not the type of – they're going to be like the Patriots where they're on sides for the most part. And, yeah, so – Trufant, I think, played a little bit better than some of the metrics show. You know, I'm trusting my eyes there a little bit yeah. compared to the numbers. But uh, that's not a bad starting cornerback group, even though they lost Slay. It's pretty it's, – I think they look pretty good on paper, at least on offense. Plus, you can have David Blau doing magic tricks to try to throw off the opposing <laughs> opposing defense, and then Kenny Galladay can just take it to the house. So, so you should have started with the Blau bit, you know. Yeah, I, I just, I just like thought of Blau it. material is yeah, stronger. I know. You know? I know. I, I, that would be incredible. Like, if they trick plays with him and all of a sudden, like, throws <laughs> – King of clubs. And then all of a sudden it's like that. No, he's, but yeah. He's someone I like keep, I, you know, I sort, I've been doing these articles on young quarterbacks and like you sort by qualifiers on PFF and like, he'll just show up on these lists. Cause there's only 39 people who like threw enough throws last year to qualify. And he's one of them. And you're just like, Oh yeah, I forgot about David Blau. He'll like show up on some weird lists. It's like he had the highest, 
for the second or third highest percentage of deep throws in the league. And I was like, yeah. what, what was happening there in Detroit? Do you think Galladay is ready to be that number one guy? Do you think he's like – I think he is one, yeah. I think he played like one last year. And if Stafford hadn't gotten hurt, I think they would have had monster numbers. They had monster numbers quietly yeah. the first six weeks of the season. Yeah, and then you get Marvin Jones always just kind of out of the no- out of nowhere. It's a three touchdown game every right. time. Yeah, and it, yeah, it's gonna be interesting. Hawkinson with everything going on, but this has been a lot of fun. And so for people that aren't, or, excuse me, for people that are not already following you on social media, how can they find you? Uh, at Greg Rosenthal, you know, the Around the NFL podcast. Check it out. All right, cool, 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 man. This has been a lot of fun. I'm excited for the season. I, I can't watch any more Korean baseball. I'm out. <laughs> I'm, I'm out. I mean, we got the NBA now. It I has know. been nice. It yeah, has been nice and, but, the NBA but, but they've already got the guys that are already starting to sit out now. And I'm like, all right. Yeah. Right. Well, these are preseason games until the playoffs start. Yeah. We gotta, we and, gotta and the Wizards are in, which is incredible because, like, I don't think – I don't think – I think if you pulled 22 of the teams and you asked them – all the teams in the East are here. I guarantee you not all of them would say Washington. Because people right. are like, oh, they're well, here? The, my, one of my favorite little stats is Washington. the Wizards have fallen behind one of the teams in the yeah. standings. That they're behind Charlotte. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which is which is honestly, Charlotte should be like, all right, come on. No, no it's wild. I, it, it's gone better than expected. I'm glad it's doing well. And I hope they just carries out and it's, it's as good as it has been. But yeah, but this has been a lot of fun, man. I just wanted to thank you again. Thanks, Zach.